I'm getting excited. We're waiting for Erin. Erin Aaron was here, right? I hear her saying my name. Stop saying my name when I'm not around. I didn't say your name. I heard you say no, Aaron. No, no, I said Aaron was standing right here. I don't right care here. what you're they saying about me right now. You I are. don't want you to say you, my name. Guess what? Get out of my face. I'm not getting out of here first. Get out of I did not say your name. Okay. Take these glasses when you're Excuse talking to me, me, first of all. Do not listen. grab me. Listen. Do not grab no, you me. Give me my sunglasses. I'm not listening to you. Listen. No. Give me your sunglasses. You are not allowed to You took my phone. You are not allowed to You had my Phone. You had me. my phone. Get away from me. Why did you have my phone? Get away from me. Why did you have my phone? Uba, I'm not kidding. Get you away from me right try. now. Get try. Away me. From. I'm try not going to try you. I'm asking you to get try. away. Try. Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hey, my baby gorgeous. All our baby gorgeous. How are you? Hi, baby gorgeouses of the world. Where's Chino? I can't see your cute little puppy on the pillow today. He's on the floor. I think because it's hot, he's uh, just like, I'm on the ground. I feel you, honey. I don't know yeah. how my Japanese spits is coping with the weather. It's fucking hot. It's fucking hot, people. Oh, And it's windy and it's hot wind. Mm-hmm. So if I sound a bit sniffly, that's why. I live next to the bush and I'm allergic. So I'm a bit sniffly. Sorry, yeah. Nathan. So speaking of dogs, should we just start with this <laughs> DUI with the dog in the car? Like what What the what? I love how our most intriguing point of all this is the dog. Of course it is. Well, she's endangering the dog. She is endangering the dog. Absolutely. And people on the road <laughs> and herself. But I'm more worried about the dog. So this, this Shannon Bador was at dinner Got home, uh-huh. realised she'd left her phone at the restaurant and then uh-huh. gets in her car with her dog, goes to drive to the restaurant to retrieve her phone. What an odd choice to bring the dog and also to be driving drunk. And did she call the restaurant to see if the phone was still there? What's going on? I don't care about that point. Is that really a salient point to the whole thing? Did you see the photos? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they said she hit a house. And then reversed her car back onto the street, got out with her dog. And people are saying she was pretending to walk her dog when the cops arrived on the scene. Do you think that's what she was doing? Or do you think that that's just TMZ trying to make it more salacious? Oh, that could be the case. I don't know. She seems like she was munted and she, I don't know. So, okay, I saw the photos. You saw the photos. So the house looks like it was made of the concrete. And there was a concrete garden bed and she's obviously ruined the garden bed, killed the plants, see something died, Mm -hmm. and then looks like the house got very scratched up and portions of her car have come off. So then she's pulled a car out onto the street, which I don't think is the dumbest idea or is it? Yeah, it's dumb. Well, yeah, because, I mean, I don't know if it's because we've seen too many cop shows, but how many times, like, you see someone's car crash on, like, one of those cop shows and then the car blows up. So I think I would have just gotten out of the car there and then. And it's like you've already hit a house. Like, why would you keep driving? Who knows what was going through a head? What, are you going to park a crashed car? Like, it's ridiculous. I don't know what would go through my head. I wonder if she's panicked, reversed her car onto the street and then went, shit, what am I doing? And just got out of the car with her dog. Well, I don't know if she was pretending to walk the dog. It sounds a bit stupid. Obviously, the car's there. The people of the house have called the cops. They're going to put two and two together and go, okay, that's your car lady. Like, I don't know. That sounds all a bit far-fetched. I love the idea of it. Well, she's drunk as a skunk, so that's that's why. Is she drunk she's as a thinking. skunk or is she just over the limit? I don't remember what her blood alcohol level was. Did you see that? I don't recall seeing No, that. but she drove into a house. 
<laughs> she did drive into a house. So I don't care what the BAC is. Like, I, yeah. She drove into a house. She, she clearly should not have been on the road. There's obviously side piece mores to the story. So Tamara and Teddy were on their podcast on Monday. So this this all happened Saturday night, right? Oh, God, I wish Teddy would just go away. I know. So let's just say Tamara was talking on her podcast on Monday <laughs> and said, this is in, these are quotation marks, says, I talked to Shannon yesterday, i.e. Sunday. She didn't have a word to say to me. Nothing. All she said was, it's been a rough couple of days. So she... Sunday morning was released on her own recognizance, released on $2,500 bail, and a few hours later is talking to Tamra, one of her supposed BFFs on the phone, and says, yeah, I've had a rough couple of days. Mm. Like, bitch, you were in jail a couple of hours before that. I wouldn't be telling tattletale Tamra. Like, yeah, I wondered. Like, for the two T's in a pod podcast, no way. And um, Jeff Lewis on his radio show, because he's really good friends with Shannon, said that she was injured but recovering and is entering counselling. She should enter fucking jail. <laughs> yeah, I know. Of course she's entering counselling. She was booked with two misdemeanours, hit and run. And a DUI. <laughs> so these are misdemeanors. If she had hit a person, that would have been a felony. It's only uh, yeah. by the grace of RuPaul, who I call God, that she mm -hmm. didn't hit someone because that would have been a felony. You don't watch OC. I've been watching this season. Oh, you have? Just not closely. Right. So do you remember the episode, which was I think maybe two episodes ago, again Shannon brought up to Jen the new girl, in 2019, Gina, she was about to get arrested because she didn't appear in court for her DUI. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> in 2019, Gina got the same DUI charge. Her lawyer tried to postpone the court hearing and didn't realise that that was rejected. And so a bolo was put out on Gina and Bolo yeah. being the male stripper from Atlanta. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I love that. So, a bench warrant was put out for Gina to be arrested, and that's when Shannon got involved and helped her. And one of her friends, presumably a lawyer, sorted it out. Like it's four years later, and I don't think a season's gone by where Shannon hasn't brought it up and gone. If it wasn't for me, Gina would have been physically arrested, probably in front wow. of her kids. But she keeps adding to the story. And this season, the addendum to the story is that if it wasn't for Shannon, Gina's kids would have been taken by Child Protective Services. Okay. And Gina's like right. furious going, okay, yes, you helped me. It was four years ago. Can we please like stop bringing it up on TV? And why now are you bringing my kids into it saying that my kids would have been taken by CPS? And Shannon's like, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Well, of course she fucking said it. Uh -huh. And a couple of days ago, Shannon was being interviewed, commenting on her, how others comment on her drinking on the show. And she's like, you know, you guys see an hour of a 14 hour day. Of course, they're going to air that hour. It's the best part. It's the most salacious part, yada, yada, yada. I don't have a drinking problem. Well. And that was like two days before she got arrested. Tell for it to the house. Yeah, tell it to the house. So, yeah. Wow. Any, any other bits that you have on this glorious <laughs> arrest of Shannon? I'm sorry, people. It's Lock fucking her up. funny. Lock her up and throw away the key? Yeah. Yeah. You don't like Shannon? 
I just don't like people who drink drive. Yeah, okay. Because it's a misdemeanor, I think we forget how serious it can be. Just because it wasn't fatal doesn't mean it's not serious, yeah. Yeah. And on lighter news, did you see the Bethany trying to give away... This fucking bitch. Okay. So... Bethany has a YouTube channel, right? And she films a lot of shit. And she often films herself going into stores like T... Is it? I keep wanting to say TK Maxx because that's what it is in Australia. I think they do a TJ. A TJ Maxx on the camera, right? Because now she does makeup reviews and stuff on the TikTok, she gets sent a lot of shit. And so she'll open it, look at it, go, you know, this isn't my colour, I'm not going to use it on camera, and she gives stuff away. That's very normal. I watch a lot of makeup channels on YouTube. That's very normal. The difference being that apart from friends and family, they'll give it away to women's shelters. Right. But to do it on the camera and give it to the cashier at the TK Maxx and say it's because they can't afford it. Meanwhile, in this video, the cashier saying no. TJ Maxx has a policy that we can't take gifts from customers. I don't know if I take this if I'm going to be fired. So Bethany kind of sighs and just leaves the stuff there. Well, she's like, I'll call TJ Maxx. I'll call them and I'll sort it out. Don't worry. And it's like, who the fuck are you? I know. And she does and then apparently has to come back to the store and retrieve it. So fun. But they were in those little, like, glad bags, like sandwich bags. And I was like, this is so unappetizing and sad. And it's just so condescending to assume that this poor worker Support. <laughs> would yeah just not be able to afford their own makeup and would just be so thankful to this savior to this wonderful icon bethany for for lowering herself to give her makeup like oh what a fucking saint bethany is it's just <laughs> ick bethany's trying to say i don't know if this is true or whatever but she's saying that the cashier allegedly had said to some of um, – so Bethany was making purchases at the time from the store and she was saying, like, commenting on her stuff, how she liked it and, yeah, she'd never be able to afford that stuff. I don't know how the conversation went. I personally haven't hadn't seen the video. I feel like some cashiers and stuff, they're like – it's sort of policy to compliment, like, one item that the customer's purchasing. Oh, of course. Like, I wouldn't take it personally. <laughs> I think that's right. just part of the job. And also, if you did want to do that, why do you need to do it on camera? It seems really self-serving. And, and then she's like, oh, this is my friend. What's your name? And it's like, so she's not your friend. You don't know her name. Her name's Consuelo. Well, she had said that when she's out and about and she gets great service, she likes to do something nice back. Tip them. Tip them with actual money, which she might appreciate. And don't do it on camera so she can sneakily take it. Yeah, TK like, Maxx, <laughs> TK Maxx, TJ Maxx, you're not allowed to do that. You could get fired. Yeah, do it on the sneaky sly out in the loading dock. If you're that much of a fucking saint, find a workaround and don't give her your used scabby little mascara brushes. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, no, you don't give away mascara. It was an eyeshadow palette. So, oh, anywho. This fucking Bethany. She's just, everything she does is irritating. I don't mind Bethany. I, I can get past the way, like, she is because I think she's a little OTT for a lot of people, whereas I don't think she is, but... I get what she was trying to do. I just, for a person who has a charity, which we all know about her Be Strong charity, she's told us a million times, like you obviously know how to do stuff. Why aren't you giving it to Be Strong and and finding a way for Be Strong to give this stuff away in a way that is legally acceptable, like policy-wise with companies? Like I said, like 
women's shelters get given this stuff all the time, which I think is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's an actual charity. Yes. Like, don't be treating a worker on the street as a charity case. Yeah. Like, that just is just so ick. I'll never forget the day. You know the homeless woman in the town that we live in with the plats? Have I told you this story? So, yeah. Um, So there are rumours, and I hate, I kind of hate it, but there are rumours that she actually has family money. And I'm like, you know what, whatever, people. If she does and chooses to be homeless, then there's clearly something more going on with her that, that I think it's really sad. Well, she told me she's a Russian princess. I think she's Anastasia. Right. So she does come from family money. <laughs> <laughs> so she was hanging out at the corner of across the road from the Woolworths, you know where the IMB building is now? Yeah. So she was hanging out there and I was going to the store. I said, hey, look, I'm going into the store. Is there anything that you want or need? She was not having it. She turned around and went, I buy my own food. I buy my own drink. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. okay. At first I was shook, but then I thought it was the funniest thing I ever heard. Like, who the fuck am I to assume that a homeless person wants my assistance? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of got called out by, like, Bethany. So there you go. Yeah, you you're know. the Bethany of Wollongong. I'm the Bethany of Wollongong. I wasn't trying to give her something used. I was just seeing if, like, girl needed a snack. Yeah. She's like, fuck off, I'm fine. Yeah, fuck off. No one asked you. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So I got put in my place and rightly so. (laughs) Oh, my God, should we get into it? Sure. All right, so I guess it's my turn. Do you know how long it took me to decipher what the title of this Roni episode was called? Oh, I hate it. So it's naughty hyphen and I thought it was L-C-A-L, but no, that's a capital I. <laughs> it's nautical by nature. Oh, my God. It needed to have been a lowercase I for the Dumbo like that I am. Well, no, no, there needed to be no I. It's naughty. You already had the E. Oh, yeah. And then you just put cow. So it's naughty ickle. <laughs> oh, my God. See, I am a Dumbo times two. You are correct, Nathan. No, they're the Dumbos. They should have fixed that. Oh, was that just on our app or was it? On both apps, I didn't check. No, I th- I I googled it and because I was like, I got to fact check this motherfucker, yeah. and I was like, no, it's naughty ickle on Bravo too. It is naughty which, ickle by nature. And just because they're on a boat for five minutes, oh, like, oh gosh, can we? Oh gosh, this is grim. Stop it with the. This boat. is a crisis, Bethany. It, <laughs> this is a crisis. Uh, we need to be strong to get through Roni. Oh, honestly, it's true. I I need a um. I need a gift bag. <laughs> we we need Fuck gift bags. Dead. I need a gift because did we spend 10 minutes this episode just going around saying embarrassing stories? Like, I'm sorry, am I at a fucking camp? Am I at a school camp? Am I toasting marshmallows? This is so dull. <sighs> yeah, well, you said it. And now we said it. <laughs> I did manage for the first time this entire season for the intro of the episode to finally be a Roni episode. From a Roni episode and not a below deck, which was obviously when Uber goes off on Erin. You had my phone. Thank God for Uber. You had my phone. I love her. You do a really good Uber impression. Do I? Oh, I just, I love the sound of her voice. I'm obsessed with the sound of Uber's voice. I love it. (laughs) If the voice of Siri could be Uber, I'd be talking to Siri all fucking day, honestly. And- She's so good in the confessionals, like just narrating what's happening. Like we need Uber on this show so badly. We do. If Uber wasn't on the show, would we be watching? (sighs) No. No, I don't think I would. So anyway, we're in Anguilla. Even how she says Anguilla, 
I just love it. <laughs> oh. Anyway, Anguilla Day 3. Heron fills Bryn in on the dinner from the night before that she missed, how Jessa was trying to relate to Cy and Jenna with her harrowing family tales. I mean, that was fun. I don't even think I noticed Bryn wasn't there. Was she not at the dinner? No. She skipped it because of the fact that Erin was grilling her about the... Oh, the eggs. That's it, the eggs, the eggs. Uh, buck up, Bryn, and go to the dinners. Yeah, I You're know. You're on a cast trip. This is work, hun. Gets to working. However, Erin is trying to get Jessel to admit that her parents helped her. It's almost like she's like, no, no, you're like me. You're privileged like me. It's like, Erin, we know your parents bought you your house. Like, leave Jessel alone. Yeah, it's getting to be too much against this Jessel. And it's like, this Erin is such a freaking, like, right winger. Like, she's, she's nuts if she thinks she actually, like, has the same amount of privilege as Jessel. She's I know. Nuts. Like, I get it. Jessel's parents paid for her college. So just, I get the impression that with, with Jessel, her parents might have had money, but they didn't give it to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I do think Jessel was trying to relate to Cy and Jenna a little bit, and there was probably more to it, more footage that we didn't see. But if it was any better, they would have showed us. So I don't know. Yeah. Her parents paid for her uni. They can't have been that povo. But at the same time, like, lighten up, Erin. Leave her alone. If you don't believe what she's saying, then do your own fucking research and hit her with some facts. And people don't tend to enjoy getting called out when they're sharing a story about their own personal lives. They don't like being called a liar. So maybe just shut up. Uh, Look, I get it. Maybe don't be putting it on like this, Jessel, when Cy was literally homeless with no money and no parents to go to. But I also agree with Uber. Zero dollars, twenty dollars. Yeah, and I don't think just because Cy had it worse that completely invalidates anyone else's story. Yes, I do understand that. But at the same time, we've got Jessel trying to say that she doesn't snore when she does. So <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, I know. They, I don't know why they're ragging on Jessel so much. I mean, we were for the first, like, five weeks of this show as well, but then she turned out to be the least annoying one somehow. It's true. Anyway, speaking of annoying, we go to a boat day. Why are we doing boat days on this show? Do these people not realise nothing good happens on a boat? Nothing. Yes, but at least it's interesting on other franchises. Oh, like on other franchises. A charcuterie board thrown off, but this this well, That's true. So, I mean, what happens on the boat that we want to talk about? It's more about Jessel not being pot. Like... That's pretty much, I mean, I found Bryn flirting with Jenna the most entertaining part of the whole episode. I was like, where is this coming from and why is it being hammered home so hard? I think it's just she's Bryn's entertaining herself. This is what she does. When Bryn is bored, she finds someone to flirt (laughs) with. She's bored too. Because she's bored. So, again, on the boat, Jessel and Erin have a fight. It's not a massive fight, but then Cy decides to go off at Jessel. She fucking hates her, basically. So I hates Jessel. And the most interesting thing I think that happened on the boat is them discussing which Winnie the Pooh character they were. So, Nathan, what Winnie the Pooh character do you think you are? Oh, me? I'm a Tigger. Oh, cute. What are you? Well, okay, I've thought about this because, you know, I was watching Roni, so I had some time to think. And I think I want to be Pooh. And I know that when I leave my house, I pretty much only leave the house when I'm feeling my inner tigger. So I'm a total uh-huh. tigger in public. <laughs> but I think deep down I'm rabbit. Oh, yeah. 
I see that. I just want to be by myself, garden, potter around the house. And unless I want your company, I ain't calling you. So I think mm-hmm. deep down I'm a rabbit, but I really want to be poo. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. I've definitely, look, I'm obsessed with Winnie the Pooh. I still watch it to Are this you? day. I watch it all the time. Wow. Yeah, I've seen the movies many times over. It's something that I, that's my thing that I'll put on when I'm having a low day. I'll jump into bed and put on the Winnie the Pooh. Oh, that's cute. I don't really know it that well. You don't? Oh, no. oh such, such good movies. Such good movies. Okay. All righty. Yeah. So anyway, we go back to the land and they have dinner. Bryn educates the ladies on oral and does a wee demonstration. And there are a couple sitting nearby, a middle-aged couple sitting nearby. <sighs> and the wife was positively <laughs> shooketh. That's what I love. I know. She was tapping her spouse to not look (laughs) and he had the biggest grin on his face, didn't he? Of course. There was no way that man was averting his eyes. He was eyes drilled in on Brynn and having the best time thinking, oh, yeah, that's something that used to happen in my life too. That poor man. Do you think when they got back to their room that he was going to try to suggest that that lady do that again? It it came up. Oh, yeah. many things came up for that poor guy. <laughs> Definitely. And this is when Bryn wants them to go around the table and say their most embarrassing stories. And <gasps> I've got to say, I didn't mind Jessel's story about accidentally being topless in the club in Cancun. Yeah, Jessel's was fine. I could have ended there. Yeah. I didn't need to hear every single one. I was just like, can we stop living in the past with all of these stories and just maybe have a fight in the moment or talk about something in the moment, bitch about each other? I mean, I didn't mind size poop story, but that's because poop stories always make me laugh. They just do. Yeah. It's my weakness. If someone has a poop or a fart story, I'm just laughing. I'm laughing at the idea of a poop or a fart story. And I know that that says a lot about me and my low brownness, but I'll take it. And this Erin, what was her story? It was so shit. About the fact that she was on a plane with her kid and he wouldn't stop crying. Uh, A really bitch. How cringe. That was so pathetic. And how first world problem of you. I was on a plane with my kid, son's nanny, and he wouldn't stop crying. How embarrassing. Ha ha. I think it was more embarrassing you had a wedding and forgot to get married at the wedding. Like, that's more embarrassing in my opinion. I'm sure that it's devastating for a parent whose kid won't stop crying. I'm sure it's horrible. But at the same time, like, buzzkill much? We're on vacation. Yeah, what a bummer. We're in Anguilla. Shut up. We're in Anguilla. Yeah, if you don't have one to share, Erin, take your own advice and stop sharing. And as if she's never accidentally farted or had a poop story. Like, come on. I don't like her. No, but I do like looking at her. She's very attractive. I love her outfits. I do like the sound of her voice. I just don't like what's coming out of her mouth. She gets worse this episode. I actually really hate her now. Yeah, see, I don't hate her because she's pretty. Like, I don't think she's hot or anything, but there's something about her I like looking at her. Yeah, she's evil. But basically in the episode, yada, 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 she hides Uber's phone and Uber's pissed and that's awesome. So it's it, well, it's all exhausting. So this Erin, yeah. she got pushed into a pool while she was swimming. So it's really not that big fucking of a deal. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, she wasn't clothed? I thought she was clothed. 
I don't. I thought she had a I, shirt I, I on. Kind of, was she in her swimmers and, and like a cover-up shirt? Is that what it was? I think that might have been the case. That's what's coming up in my vague memoir. It's like it's while she was swimming. Yeah. You know, like okay. big freaking whoop. And so then, so this Uber, she leaves her phone in the van mm. and the driver says, oh, you've left a phone in the van. And she's like, oh, I'll take it. But later on, she'll be like, I rescued your phone. You should be thanking me. And I'm like, well, thank the driver of anyone, Erin. A hundred percent. And so she's going on like, oh, I've got to get revenge. I've got to get revenge, which could have been funny. Like the whole psychological torment thing, like of like, oh, when are you going to get pushed in the pool? Ha ha ha. Yeah. But it was like, she was prowling around the property. Like, I don't know, just like, it wasn't fun. And then when Sai pushes her in and then she's like, well, I still haven't pushed you in. So that doesn't count. Like, I still have to push you in. I still have to push you in. It's like, can you take a chill pill? I thought that was funny that Sai did it because that was more unexpected. Yeah, but then Erin didn't let it go. Yeah. End it there. She's in the pool. That's it. We're done. You know what? I think Erin might be a secret one-upper. I think Erin's a racist is what I think. <gasps> and now you said it. You think she's a racist? Now, I've, are you okay to skip towards the end? Okay. when Uber starts getting really fucking annoyed with her, yeah. and I think fair enough, like you don't go for someone's phone. Erin <laughs> can be the biggest bitch in the world, but as soon as Uber doesn't make eye contact with her, or says, oh, where's Erin? And she's like, don't say my name. And then she's like, oh, Uber's following me around. It's really intimidating. I'm really scared. It's like, okay, that's a dog whistle. I just thought she meant because she was tall. No, I don't. Ooh. I don't know. Do you really Ooh. think that justifies being saying you're scared and intimidated because of Uber walking around being angry? Oh. Like, I don't know if that justifies that. Yeah, now that you said it, I'm very uncomfortable. In 2023? Erin's trying to say that she had Uber's phone for 45 minutes. Okay, I think it's funny, but not if someone's, like I'm trying to put myself in Uber's situation, but again, I've told you many times I can give it, but I can't take it. So how long was Uber looking around the house for her phone? Because if I was looking around the house for 45 minutes and you had my phone, I can see that I would be stroppy. Of course. I don't know if I would not talk to you the next day. I think I'd get over it. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I get it. It wasn't funny at the time, but I get it. I think Uber is taking this way out of proportion. She got pickpocketed in a foreign country. (laughs) She didn't. Oh, my God. Here's the thing. I've done it. I've Like when my boyfriend's over at my place, Mm. He'll sometimes leave his phone behind and when he goes to leave, I'll, like, take it. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, you forgot your phone. And then downstairs I'll be like, oh, here is your phone. I didn't let him go home and then go to bed. Like, they went to bed. Yeah. Like, that's when you end it. You don't take it into the next night. She's got family at home. She's in another country. She wants to check her DMs. I think maybe I would have put it outside her door when she went to bed. Uh-huh. Well, it's as soon as you someone asks where's your phone, that's when you're like, ah, gotcha, here it is. You don't need to do the, like, coy emojis. But then that's not a prank. But uh, it, it was never a prank because it's not funny. You know what a prank is? It's going on punked and, like, actual doing, like, elaborate things that are funny. Erin's just being a bully and calling it a prank to cover her own selfish and awfulness. No, I don't think so. I think she meant for it to be a prank. I just don't think she thought through that while someone's looking for their phone, they start getting really stressed out, thinking about all the personal items that are on their phone. Like she said, photos, passport, credit cards, all that stuff. So 
I don't think that Erin thought it through that the hunting for the phone can be a stressful process because of all that. That's why I want to know how many minutes was Uber looking for said phone. Because if I was looking for my phone for 45 minutes straight, I would be pissed. If it was five minutes, Uber get over it. The lights were out. People were in bed. They directly asked the chat, has anyone seen her phone? And Aaron's sending emojis. It's not a prank. But this not talking to her the next day, I don't know. I don't know why Uber's so angry. You left your phone in the car and you didn't even know it was missing for how long? What is this woman's crime? She pushed Aaron in the pool and now she's wandering around looking for a phone and like the fact that other people knew that Aaron had it. Like I'd be so like ostracized. They were hanging out by the pool. For how long Uber didn't notice her phone was gone? This is what I want to know. How long was the phone gone and she didn't notice? And how long was she looking for the phone? This is what I want to know before I pick whose side I'm on. Because right now, based on what I'm seeing on my TV, I think Uber's overreacting. Mm, I'm team Uber on this. And maybe it's because I'm a Gen Xer and I didn't get a mobile phone till I was in my 20s. And maybe I'm not as But did you laugh throughout all of this? Like, did you laugh? I didn't think it was a funny prank. I just was like, oh, yeah, I get it. You took a phone. Like, it's not very creative. No, no. And it's not visually funny. So I get that no one else is like, yeah, that was funny. I think we've been talking about this for way too long. I know. This is what I'm saying. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... If Giselle can be mad about a tequila bottle being hidden, like imagine what Giselle would be like I mean, with a phone being that hidden. That was funny. That was. <laughs> funny. But I feel like the the Salt Lake girls, like bad weather, would have taken a phone and would have done photo shoots. Yeah, she would have gotten her phone back, and there would have been like an elaborate and posted thing. them on her Insta account. That would uh, be it funny. Would have been f- it would have been done in a more cheeky yes, camp way. I agree. But this was just fucking grim. Anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that next morning she was mad. That fight was funny. Uber was funny in that fight. I enjoyed that fight. When she snatches Erin Sonny's straight off her face, now yeah. that was fucking <laughs> funny. <laughs> and next episode we get more fighting, which I'm ready for. I'm happy about that. Did you notice also with that breakfast, like, Sai was just eating an avocado? Like, no wonder she's hungry all the fucking time. She was just eating an avocado on its own. Really? Yeah. Did, does that unsettle you? Eating an av- a straight avocado. Yeah, that does unsettle me. I'm going to need that on toast. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I didn't see any carbs at that breakfast besides – well, actually, yes, I did. It was all fruit. That's a lot of carbs. If I ate just fruit for breakfast, I would bloat. <laughs> this is why she's hungry all the time. Calm down and have a piece of bread. Eat a hashy. <laughs> Eat a hash brown, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right, let's move on. Let's move on to something fun, which is the Below Deck Down Under. Episode 18, the last episode, she's just not that into you, except by Uh the end of the episode, I think Culver still doesn't get that. Oh, no. Oh, that reunion's going to be great. So is there going to be one? Yeah, there's always a reunion. It's just they always do it on the Zoom Zoom because, because some of them are on another charter. Well, Culver's not on a charter with Olaf. No, Captain Olaf not. never got back to him, left him on red. <laughs> Olaf, like, what is this? Fucking frozen? <laughs> like, is he making it up? <laughs> Do you know, you know Olaf and Sven from Fro- Frozen? Yeah. I think they were named after the two 
side character extras from the Titanic that Jack wins the Titanic tickets from. They're named Olaf and Sven. No. I love that. (laughs) I was watching Titanic the other day because, you know, the Ocean Gate stuff really brought that up for me. Um, (laughs) And he was playing against Olaf and Sven and I was like, surely Frozen did a little wink and a nod. Oh, my God, I love that. What are the odds? What are the odds? I love that for us. All right, so the episode starts. We're back with Zarina chucking a wobbly about making an onion tower. And first Mm. of all, the captain is like, says he's pissed, except his way of dealing with his anger is to calmly tell Zarina that we just have to get on with it. I mean, this man Mm -hmm. is so sweet and so encouraging and it fucking worked. What did you think of that dinner, though? Uh, It was lum. It was lame. It was lame. It was just grilled vegetables being thrown on people's plates. I was like, I'd rather a proper meal. Was that guest being shady when he was making comments about the George Foreman grills? I think he was. I think so. It's like, well, but what do you expect? expect? You're on a boat. Yeah. You're not going to get a proper teppanyaki grill. Yeah. I think you said last week, like, you're on a charter yacht with a really good chef. You just ask them to prepare what they're good at. Yeah. What are you good at? What's your favourite thing to make? Because if you love to make something, then that's going to taste the best. Exactly. I don't know. So I do have a question, another Culver question. Well, sort of Culver. How excited is Jamie supposed to be over these teeny tiny shells that Culver keeps getting for her from the beach? I don't know. It's kind of cute, but it's is also, it? you've been dating for like five days. <laughs> it's as lame as the teppanyaki dinner. Actually, it's more lame. And I did think it was funny yeah. that that gargling guest was MIA, that vodka gargling guest. Oh, yeah. Didn't make it to the <laughs> teppanyaki dinner because she was showing off it with her alcohol yeah, drinking. Yeah, she didn't make it. And I do think Keith Stone would have made it more entertaining. Keith Stone should have been at that teppanyaki dinner, agreed. He should have been there. Because we would have got a little bit more fun than just watching some dude crack a raw egg in his mouth. Why? Gross. Why did he do this? And then he's trying to pretend that he thought it was a hard-boiled egg. Okay. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Why would that be good? I don't know what's going on. The only good thing about this whole dinner was watching Captain Cutie catch some shit in his mouth. <sighs> totally. So the next morning, Zarina is still confused why Joelle is sad that she called him fake. Um, I don't know what to tell you, girl. If you don't get it, you'll never get it. No. I'm confused by you, Zarina. So Captain Cutie gives the burnt lady dress money for her dress and I'm thinking, surely you would want to give her this cash before they prep the tip? Yeah, I was thinking that too. They get 17 grand in US dollars, which is 1400 US a piece. The total tips for the season is 164,000 US dollars, which is 13,700 per person. And all I want to know is how much money do these fuckers have left after all of their nights off because when they are at the club, they are packing back the cocktails. Like I reckon they're spending like yeah. $500 to $1,000 each a night on beverages. Yes, but it sounds like only one crew member pays each time. So if Aisha's paid the first meal, she's laid down like 800 bucks. So for the rest of the season, she's gravy. And also I wonder if they're using their tip cash or if it's their pay that's going into their account that's paying for these bills and then all the tips are literally what they're keeping. Do you know what I mean? That's what yeah, I'd maybe. be doing because yeah. I don't know how much they're getting paid in their accounts for actually being a stew. Like what are they getting paid? And on the show. Yeah. I reckon their tips are their gravy, but is it really that much money considering the shit they have to go through? 
Yeah, but it's five weeks or something. That's pretty good. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. But then how many of these charters are they doing for it to actually add up to something for the year? Because if five or six weeks you're working your ass off to make 13 grand. Free food, free rent. Yeah, but for a quarter of the year, what is this 13 grand going to get you for your life? Like it's fine if you're making that times three or four. I don't know. I, I'd be happy with it for being in my early 20s. But then you got to go home and go look for another job. I don't know. Anyway, the last helmet goes to Jamie because of the burnt dress, blah, blah. They go out. Captain yeah. takes them to this beautiful place for dinner in the forest oh, slash on the beach. So lovely. Joel is dropping hints that he's really sad about Hans uh, Arena. The old Joel. He's packing back the beverages and we know it's not going to go well. But he's already being an arsehole at dinner, like calling out Culver. Well, because he was already drunk. Yeah, but like why are you giving notes on someone at the end of the charter season? Like, Because he thinks he's being funny and I've got to admit, I thought it was funny. <laughs> it was funny for me. Like, do you think he's just being funny or do you think alcohol is Joelle's truth serum? Truth serum. Truth serum, for sure. yeah. Well, he's not wrong. No, no, but it's unnecessary. Yeah, I suppose it's unnecessary, but he's not wrong. Culver is not the brightest of bulbs. And I did think it was funny when he asked Culver and Jamie how they were going to work out because she's super intellectual and Culver's not. He's not wrong. You know, but that's brutal. <laughs> it is brutal, but he's not wrong. Zarina thanks the captain and says she couldn't have done the season without him. Margot says she would have been fired and we all laugh. And, yes, that's mm -hmm. when Joel turns to Culver and says the word initiative. Kind of turns it around and thanks him for the magic semen performance. But, yeah, that's when he says if you could raise your deck work up, you'd be fantastic. <laughs> I mean, it was great for me. They go out. The boys are hammered. No one is more hammered than Joelle. I do not know how Joelle was standing and not vomiting on the dance floor, but there you go. Yeah. And Luca and Jamie Pash. What about them DMing each other in the van? Like, wasn't that a bit saucy? It was. It was great. I loved it. <laughs> I was This Luca, I mean, he is very cute. They'd make a cute couple. He is very cute. He is a definite 9 out of 10 in, in the looks department because you think he's sort of cute, but then the more you look at him, the more attractive he is. I don't know if we're going to mm -hmm. love him by the end of the med season, but I think we might. We might. Joelle kisses Margot. She cries. Arena's upset. I mean, it's all a shit show and I think it's fabulous. I know. And Harry was loving the drama. Oh. He was in the van eating it up. He's watching everyone hook up and he's like filing that away in his little roller decks of gossip. He didn't file it away for that long. He sees Jamie and Luca <laughs> Pash at the bar. Five minutes later, they're in the van and he goes to Luca, how about you kissing Jamie? <laughs> like, he didn't, he didn't file that shit away. He put it in his, like, shirt pocket, mate. It was ready and available to share. But it was funny how, I don't know if it's editing or if it did happen in real time like this, that while Luca and Jamie were pashing at the bar, at the same time, Culver's telling Sheffy how great his relationship is with Jamie, like they're on the same page and all that shit. I'm like, that was fucking yeah. gold TV. Yeah, and like I'm usually against, you know, cheaters, but it just it doesn't feel like Culver and Jamie have a real relationship. No, they it's don't. Like I can't be that mad at this because it just feels like it came out of nowhere. They have a primary school relationship, which was yeah. reinforced by the way he asked her to be his girlfriend. 
tick a box, <laughs> yes, no. Like you're, you're asking for trouble, buddy. Like you're pushing her into it. Well, okay, he's not pushing it. She obviously has a say, but there's cameras in front of her and she's 20-something. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm justifying her behaviour, so I feel bad for it. But at the same time, I don't think she's done anything that bad. Is that wrong of me? Tell me it's wrong of me. Like, why have I got this double standard happening? Well, it's yeah, it's because we're not really buying into the fact that it's a relationship. Ah, uh, Okay. It's fake. And maybe in there, in like Culver's little love bubble head, like it's real. But from us watching it, it doesn't feel real. And also I think from us watching it, we're getting her perspective the entire time. And she's really just not that into you, dude. Like you made us sleep in the bilge. Exactly. (laughs) This is what we're saying. Thanks for that. Thanks for helping me walk that back. They are all so drunk, they all go straight to bed. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Was it Joelle who was like... In bed, like under the covers, being like, let's go on the jacuzzi. And it's like, the jacuzzi's empty, mate. <laughs> As he rolls into bed with his jeans still on, and even Aisha jumps <laughs> into bed with her shoes on, like they are all drunkity, drunk, mm-hmm. drunk. You know, they're waking up halfway through the night vomiting because that was an obscene yeah. amount of alcohol they consumed. So the next morning, Joel is obviously feeling terribly guilty. Zarina tells him that he was bad the night before and wasn't a friend. He apologises, but, I mean, really, what can either of them say at this point? He did it to reject her back. He knew that that would piss her off, and I think that's why he did it. Like, he expressed how he felt about her calling him fake with his actions. So I don't know what he expected, and I don't know what she expected. They're Mm. young, it's messy, I don't know, but he cries because he knows what he's done. She hugs him because she feels bad for him crying. He does say, like, I haven't behaved like this in years. Gosh, I'd love to be on that group chat between Serena and the friend. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine that update. I know. And then he kind of feels better about himself when they're all in one of the cabins talking about the fact that Jamie and Luca hooked up and Culver's in the other cabin packing, not knowing what's going on. I mean, did you see how hard Joel was laughing at that? And I was laughing along with him. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. And the best part is Jamie's MO is to pretend that she can't remember and that's how she presents it to Culver. Like the guys just told me now that I kissed Luca last night. It's like, bitch, we know you remember. At least she did tell him straight away. Oh, and her and Luca are like, can I tell him? No, let me tell him. It's like, let her tell him. She's the one that's banged him, not you, Luca. You don't need to salvage a friendship with Culver. It's all good, buddy. Yeah. He took it kind of well, though. I thought he was trying not to cry. Yeah. I don't know. The way that he was kind of touching his face and the sounds he was sort of – I think he was trying not to cry. Fair enough, dude. You want to cry, you cry. Go for it. Like, no shame. Do you think this has, like, never happened to him before? No. Like I said, when he asked her to be his girlfriend, he stopped paying her the same amount of attention. It's like, okay, yeah. you're my girlfriend now. Let's go fuck in the bilge. Like literally checked the box and that's it. And that's it. Mm-hmm. He forgave her and she says in confessional that she left with him because she was gutless and didn't want to admit to him that she wasn't into him. She felt bad. I think that's worse than the kiss. Yeah. I'm leaving with you because you forgave me. Mm. Like sh- why didn't she say... I feel bad that I did it, but realistically I did it because I don't want to be with you. I did love Culver's mum. Culver's mum gave good advice. She should be like an expert on maths or something. Yeah, probably. 
She was sweet. She was. It's one kiss. Like yeah. don't don't crucify her for it. But if I think if she knew all the context, she'd be like, Jamie, let him down easy. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> Jamie, you're not you're not that into him. That's even the title of the episode. Everyone knows it. Yeah. Exactly. And Captain Cutie, he offers Margot a job on his next boat as a third stew. Yeah, were you surprised? I was tray surprised. And what was more surprising was this idiot decides not to accept. These kids, and I get it, you worked your asses off. I get it. You need a bit of a break. But if this is your profession and someone offers you a gig, why would you go, I want to go home? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I need to take a year off. A year. It's like, a year off? You worked for five weeks. <laughs> they worked their asses off. They slept for four hours a night for five, six weeks and worked on their feet. Like, that is a lot of work in a short period of time. And, yes, you got paid well for it. I get you tired, but someone offers you a job. This is your profession. You take it. Like, everyone yeah. else is, like, trying to get more work. Like, basically, you have a job for six weeks and then you don't know if you have a job. You don't know where your next job's coming from. Surely you take it. You'd think. And I was, like, wondering, like, why would you hire her? She was drinking on the job. But then I realised, like, Caps probably, like, knows that she'll work even harder because yeah. of that. He's already got her, like, loyalty and commitment sorted. She did work hard and learn a lot. As far as Aisha was concerned... She was good at her job and she was good to work with. And that's obviously rare. Yeah. Chino snoring. Um, I oh, think cute. it was because it was a third stew. Yeah. Like, you know that conversation the other week where they were like, oh, the, you get your experience when you become second stew next charter. She didn't want to take a third stew position. I think that might be it. Surely you're not going to get a second stew position after five weeks as a third stew. Yeah. I'm very curious what comes out of reunion. I'm very curious about Below Deck Med with Luca. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for some reason. I think because I enjoyed this season so much, I've enjoyed looking at Luca. I want more Below Deck. Oh, this season's been amazing. (laughs) Oh, Aisha. Just comparing her, the way that she speaks to Lisa on Salt Lake when I think it was last episode when Aisha was like, I love that compared to <laughs> I love that. It's just, uh, it's so good. If it wasn't for Below Deck, I don't know what Bravo I'd be enjoying. Is there any, bra- like I am enjoying Uh-oh. like Salt OC, Lake. but yeah. not loving anything other than Below Deck. And now it's almost done. What are we going to do? Well, I, I've started loving Salt Lake again. Loving it? I'm liking it. I can't say I'm loving it. Hmm. I haven't seen episode three, but yeah, I, I don't know. I've been loving it. Okay. We peaked at Vanderpump Rules. Like, let's be real. Let's be real. It's true. God, I'm still in the afterglow of Scandoval. Yeah, who isn't? Oh, and now do you see all the other cast from VPR are slamming Rachel for blocking Scandoval? <laughs> God, they turn on a dime. <laughs> I'm not slamming her for blocking him, but I did think it was kind of eh for her posting about the fact that she blocked him. I know. What a sweaty Betty. They're both sweaty Bettys. If these people turn around and are fine with Scandival by the end of the sea, I don't know what to tell you. Look, they have to work together. So what do we expect? Yeah. We'll see it when we see it, I guess. I think that's all I've got. That whole charter season, mm. Cap still couldn't. Learn how to put contacts in himself. Should someone that gorgeous have to do it themselves? Because <laughs> that's his, like, one Achilles heel. He's just got that one little thing. <laughs> he can't figure it out. If I have to get that up close and personal with him just to put in his contacts, if that's what i got to do, I'll do it. 
Yeah. I don't have a problem. <laughs> I'm not seeing any more sizzles. There's just a lot no. of articles about Shannon Bedore, Kelly Dodds talking about it. Of course she's talking about it. Everyone's Everyone that has ever met her is talking about it and that's fine. I get it. Every man and his dog. Can you imagine the dog community talking about Archie's little joyride? Yeah. <laughs> Poor Archie. I'd love to understand Barks. I'd want to get in a room with Archie and just say spill. The one thing that I am shook at that it's got nothing to do with Bravo is Hugh Jackman is getting divorced. I don't know why that that freaked me out so much. I think because they've been married for like the 30 years. I'm like, what's going on? Well, maybe it's just hard being in the closet for so long. (laughs) (laughs) You wish. Oh, let's just leave it there. Let's leave it on that joyous (laughs) note. Oh, God, him and Captain Cutie together. (gasps) That would be good. I need to go have a long shower (laughs) with that that in mind. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see you next week. All right, bye. Bye. (laughs) 